0: Today's episode of At Close of Business is sponsored by Better Living Showcase.
1: All the latest business news from WA,
0: delivered daily.
1: At Close of Business, news briefing.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to At Close of Business. I'm Jordan Murray with your Tuesday afternoon headlines. Hopes are rising that the Reserve Bank of Australia will slow its rate hikes with the central bank today saying inflation had passed its peak while lifting the cash rate to 3.6%. Today marks the 10th consecutive cash rate rise in as many months, bringing interest rates to their highest level since May 2012. While the bank continued to warn the path to a soft landing of the economy was a narrow one, a pause in interest rate rises could now happen as soon as April, although at least one more rate rise appears likely, with the Commonwealth Bank of Australia saying it expects the cash rate to peak at 3.85%. Commonwealth expects the RBA to cut rates towards the end of the year before coming down one full percentage point by the middle of next year. Moody's Analytics is also expecting another rate rise in April while flagging a smaller rise as a possibility. Those views are in contrast to that of Callum Pickering, Asia-Pacific economist at Jobsite Indeed, who believes the market is still anticipating a further 50 basis points of hikes this year. Financial markets were yesterday forecasting the cash rate could rise to nearly 4.2% by the end of the year, According to the closing prices of ASX Bank Bill Futures on Monday, coming after inflation hit a fresh high in the year to December at 7.8% nationally. January's data showed the rate had eased, however, at 7.4% over 12 months. In property news, a proposed $99 million expansion of St John of God's Murdoch Hospital is said to include construction of a five-storey mental health facility and a car park spanning seven levels. Plans submitted to the State Development Assessment Unit show construction of the mental health facility will lead to the removal of 249 car parking bays. An additional 13 car parking bays are expected to be lost for the proposed reinstatement of the internal ring road connecting Fiona Wood Road and Barry Marshall Parade. Those losses, however, will be offset by the addition of 826 bays across the new seven-storey car park. St John of God Murdoch Hospital boss Ben Edwards has previously said the facility would be the first of its kind in Western Australia. And finally, the state's environmental watchdog has decided not to assess the $100 million Perth Surf Park project, which is proposed to be built on a 5.7 hectare lot in Jandicott. The parcel of land on the corner of Princep Road and Knockway has been leased to US-based Aventure to develop a recreational precinct that will include accommodation, restaurants, a health and wellness centre, leisure amenities and a surf park. It is said to be the first surf park in Western Australia and the largest surf park in the Southern Hemisphere if approved and constructed. A statement from the proponent, Aventur, said the surf park would still be subject to environmental assessment by other government authorities, including the Department of Water and Environmental Regulation. The proposal will be considered by a joint development assessment panel later this year. And coming up next, I speak to senior journalist Matt McKenzie about what the recent disputes over the Perth parking levy changes means for a diminished opposition want to get more out of life the better living showcase has exactly what you're looking for wa's leading health wealth and happiness event packed with live presentations interactive performances networking investment health and financial advice you name it it's all about helping you live your best life march 18 and 19 at the perth convention and exhibition center Get your tickets now at betterlivingshowcase.com.au
1: You're listening to Act Close of Business. I'm Matt McKenzie, joined today by Jordan Murray. and We're chatting about the Perth parking levy and, wow, there's been a bit of discussion about it. There was the Auditor-General's report. There was the City of Perth, Lord Mayor Basil Zemplis had a fair bit to say when the State Government decided that they were going to change the levy. Uh, And if you listen to some of the debate, you would think that that $200 million pool of money was being used for who knows what, maybe a pool, Jordan. What
0: did the opposition have to say? $200 million of funds sat idle during a cost of living crisis should be a political gimme. How easy is that to just tap into that and say, why is that money not being spent fast enough? on giving relief to everyday Western Australians and to new opposition sh- leader Shane Love's credit, he did exactly that. He went to Parliament and he approached the dispatch box and he asked that exact question.
1: But hang on, before you get into where did he park that morning?
0: <laughs> well, he would have done it in the city of Perth, wouldn't he? He asked that question. He said, why isn't this money being spent on cost of living matters? Why isn't it being spent on cost of living relief? How can you let that money sit there? And unsurprisingly, Transport Minister Rita Safiotti pointed out the irony of having a man who was elected with a political party that's explicitly meant to represent regional and rural concerns complaining about something to do with taxes, or money collected by taxes, on car parks in Perth CBD. And she said... I'm going to tell the people of Calbarry and Geraldton that the National Party believes we should be spending more in the CBD at the expense of regions, because that's what the leader of the opposition is saying. Suffice to say, the opposition leader failed to land a blow, if not for his own efforts. Perhaps this is just an example of why it is that it's quite difficult
1: for someone who's a regional representative from the Nationals to be opposition leader rather than the leader of the Liberal Party. But that is an issue that the Liberal Party and the National Party will have to resolve before the next election. Or not, I guess it's up to them. Jordan, who else was involved in this
0: debate? Well, for the latest edition of Business News, I wanted to get a bit into this dispute because for a week there, at least a week in the news cycle, this was the big Uh, political fight. Usually, I think we think of the political fight as between two political parties, right? In this case, though, it wasn't. It was with the state government and the Lord Mayor of the city of Perth, Basil Zemplis. Mr Zemplis was apoplectic about these changes. He had a press conference and he said these funds raised through the Perth parking levy, which, if you're not aware, there was some reforms announced to the parking levy about where that money can be spent that's raised through it. Essentially, this is a congestion tax raised by businesses with car parks in the CBD, he made the point that reforms that were announced by the Transport Minister could end up in a situation where money that's raised in the CBD is subsequently spent outside of the CBD for the benefit of people who don't live or work inside of the CBD. And he raised the point that how unfair is that? And I don't think anyone can complain with that. It's worth noting that the Transport Minister has responded to this and said that that's not what the State Government is suggesting. Merely, they're suggesting some legislative fixes for some minor quirks. So there's an issue with the Causeway Bridge that we've spoken about on this podcast. Only half of the repairs on that can be funded through the Perth Parking Levy funds because half of it's in the town of Victoria Park. There was another issue with the cat buses where the parking levy has to be, the parking zone has to be uh, redrawn every single time a cat bus route is thought up for it to be funded by the Perth Parking Levy. Now, that may be the case. They might be minor fixes. But why didn't the Transport Minister tell the Lord Mayor of City of Perth about these changes if they were so minor? And I think that question is worth asking, particularly in light of the Auditor-General's report that came out a few days later and pointed out that $580,000 raised through the parking levy 15 months ago had been provisionally set aside for a community swimming pool at the Whacker. Now, as you hinted at earlier, Matt, that was a very politically contentious development. The city of Perth didn't want to fund it. They've now agreed that they'll fund the construction of it, but they're not going to fund the upkeep of it and the operations for the pool. But read alongside some commentary about Mr Zemplis' future political ambitions, perhaps which party he might want to seek a political bid with in the near future, it wasn't hard for people like myself to read into this whole event and think that this was part of a larger dispute between the city of Perth and the state government.
1: Why is it so expensive every time someone wants to build a swimming pool? Ellenbrook, South Perth, the one at the Wacker. I mean, is there a global shortage of chlorine or something? I don't know what's going on, but it's like you're digging a hole in the ground. You're going to fill it with water. It's not like a massive thing. But for some reason, these pools are so expensive. What does it mean for the opposition, Jordan? Not the pool, but the parking levy debate.
0: While there was this feud ongoing, Matt, City of Perth, Lord Mayor, Transport Minister, the Auditor-General's critical findings... In State Parliament, the Nationals-led opposition was being fiercely mocked by the State Government for daring to ask a question about how money raised in Perth CBD might be spent. Of course, If the opposition has just six of 59 seats, I understand it's going to be difficult to get on top of every issue and there's going to be situations where nationals members are going to have to speak about issues that affect metropolitan Perth. And this happens in coalition governments, right? If there's nationals ministers, they're going to have to speak to issues that affect the entire state or at a federal level, the entire country. Halfway through this government's second term, though, I think it's very clear where the most important fights are happening and that's why we're talking often about political disputes between the Lord Mayor and the state government or what the Auditor General has said and what's going on with the state government and not particularly what the opposition has said about the state government. I think the actual opposition might do well to learn from some of those feuds and maybe learn some tactics so that they can get on the front foot.
1: Yeah, well, that's for sure. The Liberal Party in opposition here in WA could learn some tactics in order to win back some seats and win back government if they want to make an impact on the state. Jordan, thank you for your chat today.
0: Thank you, Matt. The latest business
1: news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.
0: Today's episode of our Close of Business is sponsored by Better Living Showcase.